Ready? Redimus. All right. Where are we going? Fuck. Stopwatch. Start. Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your drinking alcohol co-host, co-fuck. You're the co-host now. I'm your host, Batman, joined as always by my inebriated co-host. Beer. (laughs) 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 I'm your friend who's always my delightful co-host, the guy who just said his name. Yep, Um, that's me. Matt, what you been up to? Liking, subscribing, and telling friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've been out out of this for so long. Yeah, this is is weird. It's been like, what, two and a half weeks since we've done one? Yeah, we got, the, we got the most recent one actually done kind of on time. No, we didn't. No. Late episode. Yeah. So we <clears throat> week and a half, I guess. Week and a half. Yeah. Wasn't that late. Doesn't matter. Watch people do. Like, subscribe, tell a friend. Specifically, check out our YouTube. Might actually have some uh um action, some movement soon. Okay. Um, I Andrew officially has the uh the mp3 and the wave file mm-hmm. uh for the booze and booze so he is going to whenever his uh he's a he's on a feature right now whenever that thing is done he's going to uh he's gonna work on that also news that i probably should have mentioned to you uh, and should probably also tell gage hey gage this is a fact for you since you're kind of technically one of the co-founders of quality entertainment um uh, and so is nick uh if we were official companies this would be an announcement that REM Productions, which is Andrew's uh, productions mm-hmm. company, and Quality Entertainment have decided to merge. Hey! We're now in a partnership with Andrew's actual production company. It's not, a, again, neither of them are actual legal companies yet. Right. But, like, he and I are going to kind of, like, bounce off ideas and do stuff, like, kind of... I mean, he's yeah. already been on the podcast several times. Mm-hmm. Well, one time. And then the Game of Thrones things that never finished. Yep. Which, I would like to finish that at some point. I would like to go back and do that now with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so we'll be, uh, we'll be probably doing some stuff with that. Andrew's going to help good. us out with our stuff and I want to do as much as we can to help him out with his stuff. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's that thing. So, uh, there's nothing particularly on YouTube right now. There's one really embarrassing, uh, pl- let's play of Nick and me playing Towerfall Ascension, which was just kind of like a trial run of us doing video games, which mm-hmm. might be a thing in the future. Who knows? But that's a thing you can go subscribe to and just wait in the dark while we might put stuff up there who knows so, but uh yeah go ahead and subscribe there so you get the notifications in three years when we post something mm-hmm. three so and a half. don't rush us art takes time you can't rush art yep art's my boss actually so every time someone talks about like art being subjective or objective or not rushing art i'm just like I know him. <laughs> yeah, did that. Uh, Matt, what you been up to? Uh, surprisingly little. Watching Good. Uh, watching a lot of football. Um, okay, can we talk about this real quick? Okay. This anyone that doesn't give a shit about football or particularly OU football, just you can tune out for a little bit. Jalen Hurts is seventy five percent of the way to being a good quarterback. He's not a good. I don't. I don't like that he was like looking back. I don't like that he was in the Heisman because. There's several things. One is that he would not be as good as he is without CD Lamb existing. There True. Was a, I talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. The only way Jalen Hurts has such good completion is because CD Lamb can fucking contort his body like an animal to catch those things. Yeah. It's crazy to see. 
there was a throw, uh, there was an OSU throw yesterday that was just perfect. Yeah. The guy didn't slow down. He just kind of put his arms out in front of him, and it landed in his arms. I was like, that's how you lead your catchers. That's that's what having Baker or Kyler felt like. Exactly. Kyler Murray, or not Kyler, uh, Jalen Hurts, continuously over or under throws. Yeah. Only, like, it's his receivers are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other thing. So that was something I noticed a while ago. Mm-hmm. Something I noticed in this last game is he is not able to fully – inspect the field so mm-hmm. basically typically what he does is he has a receiver he has in mind when they when they set the play he knows who he's going to throw to Normal. he's going to look at that guy right and if he doesn't like it he's going to run right even if cd lambs on the other side of the field wide fucking open yeah. he's not going to see that yeah he's got he's got a problem pulling like one read and go yeah and then the counter to that is the fact that if he does scan he doesn't read directly in front of him to see if the line's open for him to run. Right. There was an oh, there was an opportunity where he like there was like three gaps he could have trucked through mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But he, I saw his helmet looking back and forth. It's like, hey, he's reading. Hey, run! Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> it's he's almost there. <laughs> he's a very different player than Baker and Kyler, and I think we started the season trying to make him be the third coming. Well, it's because he came from Alabama. Yeah. We expected him to be the third coming. Well, he's just, he's a different style of player. Um, I think my theory is that OU discovered its identity as a team in the second half of the Baylor game. Um, We're not the air it out, go down, march down the field in three plays, two minutes, Baker to CD or DD or um, ED. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> FD and GD, and I never really realized that we went from DD to CD. That's amazing. So I guess BD would be BD the next would be one. The next one. All right, so BD Wong coming to OU next year. <laughs> God damn it! No, um, but we were like a very f- play fast, spread out, blow it up the field kind of thing. And I think in the second half of the Baylor game, we realized that this particular model of the OU offense is much better suited to grinding out six, seven, eight-minute drives. Just yep. keep it on the ground, punch it five, six yards at a time. Yep. We got a good run game with Hertz and Brooks, and even though it's young, we've got a solid offensive line. Mm-hmm. And that way, we keep their defense on the field for a long time and keep our defense off the field. Well, that's even the thing, Which has though. been benefiting because our defense is... Fast and aggressive and athletic, but tires out if it does too much of that. Oh yeah, we they have no they have no endurance. So if the <laughs> if the offense can sit on the field for six, seven, eight, even more minutes at a time, game minutes too. Yeah, like, no, yeah, so no, no, like, yeah. I'm, I'm talking off. game clock. Yeah, <laughs> it if you can control the time of possession like that, you've got this athletic defense yeah. that can be a play aggressive and go all out. I have and, a lot of hope for our uh, defense, like in the next coming years, because we've got like two or three, four star recruits, like hard committed mm-hmm. that are all like defense. Like we've got a def- uh, tight end. We've got defensive ends. We've got like, we've got good guys coming up yeah. uh, committed and we have like a five star athlete mm-hmm. uh, who is, who, we have uh, it was a prospect. Uh, okay. We have an offer out, and he's he's considering it. Do you know Do you know what that means? It's he can play anywhere, can right? Do, they don't know what he. I, I don't decided. think he's played football yet. It's just like we'll <laughs> stick you somewhere. We'll see if you can catch some shit. We can maybe get you a runner. Yeah. But yeah, no, we got a five star uh, five star athlete. Yeah, very good. But yeah, this is. I'm nervous for this get Baylor game next week. I'm pretty optimistic. 
Like Baylor's a great team. They are, and they're going to be pissed. That right. We broke their unde- but undefeated. The past ten quarters of football have been dominant for us. If you don't count the turnovers against TCU. Because yeah. that game, that game, we had double the time of possession, two and a half times as many yards, and three times as many first downs. Yeah, that's a forty-one to six stat line, yeah. not a twenty-eight twenty-four stat line. Yeah, and i I think I think we figured out who we are as a team, and we are a dangerous team right now. Yeah. All right. I I don't like Jalen Hurts very much. Um, I think his personality is getting better. Mm-hmm. But especially early on, his personality just doesn't really fit with the way that OU culture is. He's very Alabamian. Yeah. Uh, he's very SEC Ian, I guess. Is, um, yeah. SEC Sean? Yes. S-E-C-tion. That would be that would be the proper form of that. Um, and it, it just I feel like even though he's a great leader, it's still there's an element of this is way too serious. Yeah. And especially coming like right off the back of ba- uh, Baker. I mean, not directly right off the back, but. Holy shit, OU is still recovering from losing Baker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, so we'll see. I'm not overly optimistic. I think it's going to be a super close game, if not a loss. Like, we're not going to stomp Baylor. Okay. They're going to be pissed. I I don't think we're going to blow them out, but I could see a 10-point win. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. I'm I'm not good enough at sports commentary to place a bet or anything. I uh I very nearly nailed the exact score of Bedlam. Oh really? Um, we were doing we were doing predict- predictions with Hannah's family, and I said thirty seven seventeen. Oh god! And if they hadn't done that weird forty eight second runoff at the end, yeah, they would have was... kicked it. They would have kicked a field goal and it'd been thirty seven sixteen. That is that was weird. That w- I don't know what happened there. I think everyone just kind of knew, and the whole stadium was just like, "Yeah, that's over. Nothing's gonna happen." Right, but like <laughs> that always happens. Like yeah. that was that was. That was halftime at LSU, Texas A&M, but yeah. they played out the rest of that one. Yeah. So. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Enough uh, of that. Fo- so football. You, you've been watching football. Um, I Let's see. I finished Watchmen, the book, not the show. I'm behind on the show right yeah, now. We both are. Uh, in fact, it's airing in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Do you think we can cram in the two episodes we're behind in 15 minutes flat? Let's Just do like, it. Put it on eight times speed or whatever. Is it like we'll just like really quickly go chop it into like several chunks and play them all simultaneously. There we go. Yeah, just like uh, Ozymandias on yeah. the on the screens. That's a that's a great reference right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually was I actually was trying to reference uh, Doctor Manhattan and viewing time all the different points of time at the same time. Oh, that's so, too obscure. Too obscure. Yeah, except it's the comics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, man, Watchmen's so good. Watchmen's good. So. I I've run out of good things to say about it. It's you, well, not it's, not in that sense. Usually, when you say I've run out of good things to say about it, it's just like you, there's a limit. But yeah, like I can I can say good things for the rest of my natural lifespan and have more to say. So I'm just gonna cut myself off. It's it's the best. It's the best for a reason. Yep. Um. Also, speaking of things that are really good, I rewatched A New Hope today because oh, Hannah and I are going back I through the Star Wars. You literally sent me a text with a picture of you watching it. Yep. <laughs> so I knew that you did. <laughs> yep. Because uh, episode nine comes out and Hannah's only seen everything once. Um, and that was a couple years ago and in the wrong order. Ugh. Started with the prequels. No. And it was during finals week. So she was kind of falling asleep and mm. not ideal. Are you doing machete order? No, okay. uh, we're doing release release order, but we're inserting Rogue One after the original trilogy and Solo after the prequels, 
which is a little wonky, but we wanted to get him in there, yeah. but then have seven, eight lead into nine. I don't think you should let Solo. I'm perfectly fine with Solo. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, it's going to come back in a bit here. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, uh, but man, New Hope. He, ah, man, you forget how good that movie it's is. It's a good movie. I this is this is one of those ones that's near the top of my. If I could go back and watch this with fresh eyes now, yeah, this would this would be one of the first ones I'd go to. Yeah, just um, you know, there's some there's a couple things that are just a little off. The pacing is a little wonky. Mm-hmm. They take like 45 minutes to get off Tatooine and then just blow through the end, but. Man, that's it's so well put together. All the little details and stuff comes back. I and... realize it's hilarious that I actually had football on my uh, Watch Him Out Choose list today. <laughs> Very good. I'm really happy that happened. Yeah, anyway, you're saying. Uh, and I was saying. Um, the 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 effects hold up pretty well, with the exception of the weird CGI that pops up in a few places. Such as Jabba. Oh man. What a. What a monstrosity. I One of the most vivid things for me in all of the Star Wars. Uh, one is the Padme brushing her hair scene. Uh, two is um, when when Han's talking to Jabba and he walks behind him. <laughs> Given that that scene initially, Jabba was a, hu- was a short human being and he right. just walked behind him. You can see where they just took Han and they <laughs> cut him. And just like it's a really jerky up 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 down 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 down, down. like it's oh. it's like a stepwise function. It's it's the worst. It's thing. horrifying. They could not have just like made him like drop, kind of like you would if you were stepping down from it. No, like I appreciated the like the but like where he like freaked out that he got stepped on. It's kind of like in in the vein of Han, but yeah. also. I feel like it's more noticeable than if he just walked around. Yeah, and we we didn't and he didn't step on him at all. Yeah, um, I pointed out to Hannah the first time one of the special edition CGI monstrosities shows up. Um, Was it the I, giant monster that crosses the screen? No, it's uh when the stormtroopers first land on the planet. There's one in the background that's riding one of the dinosaur-looking things. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's uh that's bad CGI from um. I guess I don't know exactly when they did the special editions, but it must have been around the prequels. Yeah, I think it was like 2000. I think it was before that. I, th- I think it was like 97. Oh, yeah, you're right. Let me... Well, they did several. Yeah, but I, I pointed out, that out, and she was like, yeah, that's that's bad. And when Jabba showed up, she just burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, 1997 special edition. Um, 20th anniversary. That's why. I gotcha. Right. Um, but no, the the old effects are great. Um, the lightsaber duel between uh, Obi Wan and Le- and Darth Vader is not as bad as everyone says. Yeah. Um, it's not great, but it, it it works. It works until you watch what Darth Vader did at maximum a week before. Right. Now, I we still don't have an official time between the two scenes. I don't know. But I like to think it was immediately after, and he just exhausted himself, and he had no energy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm like 70 years old at this point. That's not a, that's a Sean Connery That was a voice. Sean Connery. Imagine getting a Sean Connery <laughs> Darth Vader. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Disturbing. 
Anyway. Anyway, New Hope. It's, I like how you always go to Sean Connery. Like that's like the that's, one that you always end up on. That's my default. If I don't know how to do a voice, I end up on Sean Connery. For me, it's always a Midwestern. Yeah. I've gone from Southern to Midwestern, and I grew up in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> it's really upsetting, honestly. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the the whole final battle is just absolutely thrilling. Oh, it's great. Perfect structure, just the way it completely it keeps ratcheting up the tension. There's yeah. the ticking clock and. And then the fighters come in, and then Darth Vader comes in, yep. and oh, the music, so good, yep. so good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to keep rewatching through these. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I caught back up on the Mandalorian. Yes, and we will talk about that once I get to mine. On the all right, you better hit your thing because you apparently cool. got a lot. So I did a fuck ton. Uh, I'm just gonna start off with I discovered uh, Brian David Gilbert. Um who is a YouTuber who works with Polygon, who's like a video game news thing. Mm -hmm. And so he has a show called Unraveled. I highly recommend anyone that thinks I'm funny, go look at, go, just go search Unraveled uh, Polygon on YouTube and mm -hmm. watch like any of those. Find one, there's like 14 of them. He's been doing this for a year and a half and there's only 14 videos. Mm -hmm. He takes a long time to pedantically apply way too much intelligence to things that don't matter. That sounds fun. And it is hilarious. Like, he, he is really funny. He is exactly my sense of humor. But basically, like, he will, he will spend, he spent three days reading every single book, three, like, eight-hour work days reading every single book in Skyrim to tell people what to read or what not to read like just he okay. puts so much effort into things that don't matter and the way he does everything is hilarious and i fully recommend it i kind of like that there's a lot of really good ones um so that's the thing uh i have continued reading the flash comic mm -hmm. and boy it's a drag ironically which is ironic um and i was thinking about it i was thinking like why i'm just not enjoying the new stuff of Mark Wade because I've talked about how good Mark Wade is. Like this is the sixth volume of his, mm -hmm. and like the first few volumes, I really, really loved. It was like Wally West coming into his own and like struggling with things, and it was it was really good storytelling. And now it's just episodic. Every issue is just its own thing. Like maybe there's two issues that kind of that that one approaches yeah. in a second issue, but the the difference between why I'm so disappointed with this. And my experience with the disappointment of the entire Hellspont storyline that I've talked about before, mm -hmm. like that new – so as a refresher, there's a new 52 thing where there's all these storylines that cross over, and there's this one big villain, Hellspont, that just keeps rearing his head in different storylines, and he keeps, like, being a little villain, but it's like, oh, obviously he's a huge dude. Yep. There's going to be this big climactic battle. Unfortunately, every single line that he was involved in got canceled through the new 52 ordeal, mm -hmm. and we never saw an end to that. But I didn't know that that happened. So when I was reading it, I was like getting excited and getting excited and getting into it to to be disappointed. This one, I'm seeing all these like Mark Wade's introducing new villains that I've never seen again. And so I just know that they don't matter and that they're no one. Yeah. So like I'm just reading. It's like I don't give a shit about this Mr. Frost who's like an illusionist guy. And then he dies at the end of like the second issue he's in. And I'm like. He's never going to come back. I never see him again. I just don't care. 
and I'm just slogging through it. Yeah. I do want to, however, because I have I have a couple more issues of the Mar- of the Flash thing, and then I have Wonder Woman to read, and then I've got all of your stuff to read. Yep. I want to issue a challenge between okay. the two of us. Okay. Over Christmas break. Okay. So we're going to use Christmas break to try to compete. Okay. To finish our stacks of comics. You've got all the Batman stuff to get through, mm-hmm. and I can get you the uh, Batman Eternal stuff. Mm-hmm. See which of us, because they're equal, they're relatively they're pretty comparable equal. stacks, I think. See who finishes their stack first. Okay. I don't know what the stakes are. Fucking lunch. All right, let's do it I'll for lunch. lunch. For a lunch, we'll we'll see who does it. We'll fight for a lunch. Uh, so I am about three quarters away, two thirds, three quarters away through Flash. I've read a couple issues of the Wonder Woman thing, so I got both of those to finish, and then I've got all of the. Honestly, let's post a pic- let's post pictures of what we have on Instagram. Okay. And we will want to use Twitter to keep track of where we are. Sounds good. We can tweet like when we finished a thing mm-hmm. and like kind of put our own vague like estimates of like what percentage of completion we are. All right. I've uh so I've I've already started cuz I read yeah. Death Death in the Family and most of the first volume of Nightfall. Oh, that's right. You've gotten So I've got I've got a head start. Should I stop reading? Mm-mm. Okay. I take this as a person personal challenge to read comics more. Okay, good. Although I'm about to get into finals week, so this may be a struggle. However, however, most of the things are projects, uh, and also when I have when I'm in a high stress situation, I'm actually way better at taking care of myself. Okay, so I'll probably read way more when I'm super stressed. Very good. <laughs> uh, so that's a thing. The Flash. Um, let's talk about the Mandalorian a little bit. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. Episodic. Yeah. I don't like it. A little bit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. The only thing that exists is just Baby Yoda. Yeah. It's, um... I was hoping we would get more with, uh... Oh, wait, he's still on the island, isn't he? Uh, he... He took his helmet off and set it down. No, he's he has left the island. Oh, he did left. Or he's leaving at the end of episode four. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's just... I get that he's, like, on the run, but, like... I don't know. The, I don't know. It just feels like it's just this whole. It's halfway through the season already. Yeah. And he's just bouncing from place to place. What's What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just. I like a lot of the little bits and pieces, but I'm just not super into the big picture. Yeah. Um. I'm in the same boat. Like it's. This is a. It's a Disney show. It's just. They don't do overarching stuff. They just do, like, this is this episode's problem, and this is how he's going to solve it. And, like, while the episode itself is pretty great, and, like, they, mm-hmm. I enjoy the effects, and, like, the battle was actually pretty cool. Like, mm-hmm. the um, seeing um, whatever that lady's name that they introduced and is never going to be there again. Right. Um, like, sacrificing herself. I just don't attach to anything except for the Mandalorian right. and Baby Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Um I do love the treatment of the was that an ATST? Mm-hmm. I love the treatment of ATST as like monster movie villain. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um that I that seems like a really good interpretation of sort of the ground level of yeah. looking up at something like that. They're doing a decent job of like putting you at the ground level, which is something that I was concerned about when they introduced Baby Yoda doing the the force. Right. Was like put us in this place where it's where we're looking up at everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. 
And then when Yoda did the Force, I was like, okay, we're just straight back to the top. But, yeah. like, that did a good job of, like, this – it's just one ATST. That's terrifying. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the fucking movies we've seen, they've got, like, four ATATs, and mm-hmm. you just kind of, like – Zip, zip, zoop. You just kind of kick them in the shins, and they die. Yeah. Because they're, they're the heroes. And yeah. Mandalorian's not so much a hero. Um, Yeah. I, my my complaints I've had in previous episodes, the music's not very good. Yeah. Um, just the way people move feels clunky still to mm-hmm. me. Um, it, I I like the the costumes and the designs and stuff, but it does feel like a whole bunch of people in costume rather than actual characters in an actual lived in world. Yeah. And rewatching New Hope, New Hope drove that home because those felt like real character, real people in a real lived in world. Yeah. And Mandalorian feels a l- weirdly a little just too polished or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like the Uncanny Valley. It's close enough to what actual Star Wars feels like that it's just off-putting because it's not quite there. Yeah. I think I think that's that's the best way I can describe it. Yep. Anything else on Mandalorian? No, I think that's that's all I got to say. Okay, I'm gonna blast through the other four things. I finished Titans. Titans. Last episode of Titans came out. Any good? Nope. Really disappointing. The only reason I kept watching is because I knew Nightwing was going to get introduced at the very end. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of making Nightwing different, like making him like acrobatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and a great show. Yeah. Slade Wilson or Deathstroke got stabbed and died. Oh, that's that's Slade fun. Deathstroke would not die from being stabbed. Um, a lot of weird shit with with Jericho and with Starfire and with everyone. And even though at the very beginning of the season they made Beast Boy turn into a snake at one point, uh, he has not turned anything else besides a tiger the rest of the season. Of course. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm i not going to watch the next season. Okay. Unless I hear, like, extraordinarily good things about it. Okay. Um, it's just not good. I'm not interested in anything that's happening. I don't like the the, the cast, really. I never finished Swamp Thing. Oh. I forgot that existed. Yeah. Hmm. That, that just goes to show. Man, it's a shame. They did some really good stuff in that show, but it was Flip just not side. great. Harley Quinn, first episode. Yeah? Oh my god, it's so much fun. Yeah. I love that show so much. For the first line is ladies is like it's on a it's on a yacht. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of like like rich bure- like which rich like aristocrats and shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ladies, gentlemen, my fellow whites, we sit here and celebrate this stack of money that the foundation of which is built from our favorite pastime, fucking the poor. And it's <laughs> so funny. And then it just, it knows what it wants to be because it doesn't stop just screaming fuck and shit. And just like, it's just, it's hard R anim- animated. It's so much fun. I love Kaylee Palmer as mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. I love whoever's playing uh, uh, Poison Ivy as Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's oh so much fun. We haven't met any of the other like side things like the, uh, ow, the, I'm the Clayface. Like, we haven't met that guy yet. We haven't met um, fucking rat, the rat guy, whatever he is. Um, it's just, it's so much fun, and I recommend you watch it. All right, I might have to get into that. It's, it's just like 20 minutes. It's so much fun. Uh, I'll do that. I need to catch up on Watchmen and finish Jack Ryan. And there's a new half season of BoJack Horseman that came out recently that I need to watch. Mm-hmm. And 
Well, it looks like you're going to have some choices to make during our competition. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so that happened. And I also watched Rocky. Oh, hey. I finally watched Rocky. What'd you think? Yeah, it's all right. I, I really like that movie. It's, I mean, it's like, it's fun. Uh, really, the best thing I got from it was like learning how boxing fucking works. Mm-hmm. Like a cut man. Like all the stuff that, like when they're about mm-hmm. to do the fight. To me, it's weird going back to a 70s movie that I haven't seen before after experiencing like great movies like fucking Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy and shit. Yeah. Because it ends so abruptly. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hey, I, I went the distance. Credits. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, th- that was one thing that it was like, ooh, in New Hope. Like, there's this, just the, like, the great climactic final action scene, and then, oh, we're just gonna get some medals. Yep. It's, it's very abrupt. There's and, no falling action, really. Right. And John Williams does kind of save it, because the, the music in that final scene is awesome. Yeah. Which, it's not the only scene he saved throughout the, the whole Star Wars cycle, but I'll get back to that. Have you seen the, uh, the video of like the like those the those videos of scenes without music have you seen the one with that no oh it's so funny it's like where they just like take the music out and then they just like put <laughs> special effects to like like just uh, the sounds all each just the sounds like whenever someone smiles it's just like, <laughs> it's, just like it's really weird um but it's that one's funny uh and i also today mm-hmm. watched knives out oh that's where I was with my family today. Oh. I was going to surprise you and it worked. Oh. Yeah. I went to see Knives Out today. Is it good? Yes. That was a concerningly it's long pause? It's not class? fantastic. Okay. It's good. Um, Something that I was a little concerned with going in is like, it was like, uh, it's the, it's the catch, uh, the classic watch, uh, who done it, but with a twist. Not really that big of a twist. I kind of like. I don't want to spoil anything, but I I, I kind of saw it coming who it was. Mm-hmm. Early on, I was like, I I feel like I would know I know who does this, but it's a twist. So like, I feel like it's this other character that's just non not doing anything, mm-hmm. and is just secretly like the thing. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be just who I thought it was, and I was kind of disappointed with just the conclusion. However. It is really interesting the way that like the there's basically three phases of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a three act structure. It's like I don't want to get too much spoil. Like they reveal some things really early on that you would not expect to reveal that early on. Okay. But that's the point. And then they twist that. Like it's basically imagine I'm going to try to set this down. In my crotch. Imagine a a, a just a line uh, imagine a bar like okay. a bar is like it's the plot line um and it's just like just imagine in your in your brain a one foot long like two inch thick bar and that's just the plot line and the thickness is just anything that's in it okay and imagine a circle being put in it like just a really thin just circle put in the middle of it okay and sh- and just turning okay so it like it's it's like the middle of the movie of the plot that gets twisted. It's not like – it's really hard to describe how – like things started getting revealed and I was like, holy shit, it's been like 30 minutes. This is – okay. Let's see what happens. So it's – the 
ending. And so the reason I described that middle being twisted is because by the time it gets to the end, everything's kind of converged back to the classic whodunit. Okay. Um, but the middle of it is really interesting. And, like, if you're paying attention to just what's on screen, you'll pretty much catch on to the entire plot okay. really early on. Um, but, no, it's it's really – it's it's good. It's It's not, like, phenomenally great. And that's because I am now comparing every movie I ever watched to The Hunt and Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yep. Which is unfair. Yep. To pretty much all of art. Yep. <laughs> um, but no, it's good. And I recommend I recommend watching it for a good time. Except don't go on a matinee on a Sunday where there's a whole bunch of old people who talk during movies and react <sighs> verbally to everything. You know, like... That was a disaster. Kids, kids at movies are annoying because kids, but they also don't know better. Yeah. Old people at movies are the worst because they should know better. No, there is one thing. I'm going to be honest. Um, I was focusing on something else on the screen and I missed something that was, that was very clear. Like it was a, so it's not a spoiler. Uh, there's a magnet that they were putting something on a fridge with. And I was focusing on the picture to see if there's anything like this. I was, I was going to this movie, like fully expect wanting to solve it early on uh-huh. like, before the reveals. Cause that's what I like to do um so you ruin movies for yourself see no i'll get into that in a second (laughs) um so i i forgot to look at the magnet and then later someone it shows someone sliding the magnet into their pocket Uh and i was like why did it focus on those cherries like that just the thing of cherries or something and the person behind me said the magnet i'm like that makes sense got it Mm. (laughs) yeah um but so the reason i actually don't spoil movies for me is because I'm on the full backswing of foreshadowing, like my ability to catch foreshadowing to the Mm -hmm. point where I'm catching things that I'm trying to catch things that aren't like everything is too obvious for me now. Right. So like when they showed a thing, I was like, that was too obvious. I, I, I'm just going to disregard that. That was too obvious. And I'm looking for very tiny things. Right. When the things that to me that are now just blatantly obvious are the actual things that are not super obvious to everyone. Yeah, like I, and, I miss stuff. The the thing in Children of Men with the, the lady with the with posters. The, yeah. Or, yeah. Like I never caught that. That's the level of stuff that I'm looking for, and I right. just disregard things that are normal filmmaking. Like Knives Out is not a niche, like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy level movie. No, it's it's pretty mainstream. It's, it's a getting mainstream TV movie. spots on like normal <laughs> football channels. And if they're sh- if they focus in on something, then. It's important, but right. my brain is like going. That's a diversion to right. what else is being there, and I was like, I don't know. But it's it's a really interesting way that they do it. Um, I'm yeah. yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Um, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, and all the actors are great. I don't know her name. Do you know? Do you have have them pulled up? Uh, the name of no. the main girl. Uh, Anna de Armas. Yes, she is phenomenal. She's in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. What did she play? She was the robot girlfriend. Oh. She's amazing. She's really good. She is like her acting helps you catch things. Okay. Which is which is really cool because like there's something where they like I oh god I can't spoil it. Please don't. I knew when a th- when a certain thing happened because it was a flashback that you didn't know that it happened right before that, but based on her reaction, even though she was a kind of like she was kind of covered in the way that it was framed, mm-hmm. I could tell that that thing had already happened, but they hadn't revealed that it happened because of the way that she was acting. Okay. And I was just, it's probably just like, I mean, obviously like that, but I was just like, 
caught that, and I love her. I she is now on my uh, on my radar of actresses to keep an eye out for when they're going to movies. So okay, I, I have high hopes for her. Yeah, and that is all I got. All right, I think that's so. what you've been up to. Nope, yeah, that's it. My phone, I just like accidentally slid on my space bar, so everything just started turning into Greek. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. All right. Uh, we're at like what forty minutes now? Something like that. 36. Let's hit some news real quick. Let's hit some news real quick. Uh, we got another Cats trailer. It's horrifying. Fuck off with that. We got a Call of the Wild trailer because apparently yes, they're that doing that. trailer. Oh, also, real quick. I just want to vent. Okay. 30 minutes of trailers and commercials. Jeez. The, mo- the movie started at 3.30. No, the movie started at 4. Where were you? This was at the this Warren? This was at the Warren. Ooh. It was like a solid 10 minutes of actual commercials. Mm-hmm. And then they started trailers. In the middle of it was an Xfinity commercial. Oh, god! And I'm really fucking sick of it. Yeah. We'll we'll have to see if this AMC that they just put in in Norman's any good. What? What? The, there's an AMC in what? Norman, like, right down the street from me. Holy shit. On Robinson and, like, 36th. Okay. Is it open yet? Yeah. We need to try that for our next movie. Yes, we Except do. Not our next movie because our next movie is Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got to try that out because, oh my god. Yeah. Like we can literally just say, twenty minutes into the movie is when we show up. Yeah. Because I don't care enough about the trailers to sit through all of that. Yeah. Like we used to have a game of like, guess who. Guess what trailers are in yep. there, but I don't care that much to sit there for 30 minutes waiting for the movie to start. I've got better shit to do with my time than to watch an Xfinity. Watch that weird E.T. flash forward commercial. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. No. I don't want to watch that before my e- knives out. Anyway. Knives out? Knives out. I Before my... I think I was about to say commercial. I'm All an right. idiot. I'm halfway down this... Uh, the stout and stouts are that'll yeah, heavy. that'll do it. So other news, uh, call of the wild trailer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved that book as a kid, and it looks like they're not going to do it justice. Here's so a, so skip. I just wa- have you seen it? Seen what? Seen the call of the wild trailer? Yes. Okay, so it's Harrison Ford. Yep. And a grotesquely CGI dog. <laughs> Holy crap, that was an abomination. <laughs> yeah. I understand that they never like release finished CGI on in trailers. Right. But holy god. <laughs> yeah. Grotesque. Yeah. And um, I like did you like my head movement on that? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> grotesque. <laughs> yeah. That's um, not good. If they were going to do a reasonably faithful adaptation of the book. I would watch it even with a bad CGI dog, but they're going to Disneyfy it. So I don't I even saw, know who's doing it. That was one of those books that I did a project on without reading. Um, did Was Buck really, like, that sentient? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's from his perspective. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, I really did not read it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's sentient, but, like, he writes it in a very dog-like way. Who's squirrel? Um, <laughs> and then it's three if hours I'm if of... I'm remembering, I haven't read this since I was about eleven. But because um, I'm mixing it up with like uh, White Fang. No, with like Hatchet. Oh, I never read I Hatchet. Why? Because those were like books that I had in my presence around the same time. Mm-hmm. Like it was all like that same age when I was gonna read Hatchet for fun, which I feel like I should. 
I'll go back to that. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's 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 from Buck's perspective, um, for the most part, as I remember. Um and he's he's sentient but he's written like a dog. Mm-hmm. Um it's a Okay. It's a it's a good story. Okay. Yeah. Um let's see. Um Oh, uh, I, I had some screenshots of news. Star Trek, Star Trek Four. They're now trying to attach Noah Hawley, who's okay. the guy who did Fargo, the Fargo TV show, and uh, Legion. Okay. Um, he made a movie this year with Natalie Portman that got really bad reviews. Um, Lucy in the Sky or something. Uh, oh, hey! Uh, the Batman director confirms John Turturro. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'm excited about that. I don't know much. Oh, wow. I just swiped to the left and look what picture I came across. Oh, that's attractive. It's this weird picture of me with my knee brace on my head because I'm a damn idiot. Yeah. Uh, John Turturro's great. Um, he's been in a lot of Coen Brothers stuff, but if you're not cultured film snob, you might recognize him as one of the side characters from the early Transformers movies. Oh. Uh, he's the he's the guy who licks the bowling ball in The Big Lebowski. I haven't seen that. You've seen the gif, though. Oh! <laughs> I think I have, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that up real quick. Okay. No, he's a he's a really good actor, though. He's got a lot of range, and I think he'll be a very good Carmine Falcone. Okay. Uh, I still don't know if it's Falcone or Falcone. I don't know. This guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's John that. Turturro. Okay. But he's not going to play Falcone like that, because he's, he's got range. Yeah. He's like a capital A actor. Okay, good. Yeah. Cool. What else? Any other news? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Um, well, you were prepared on this news. You, I've, uh, no, I've got it all pulled up. Uh, there was a there was a brief moment where they're like, "Yes, we're doing a Joker sequel," and then they're like, "No, we're not actually doing a Joker sequel." Oh, do they officially say no too? Uh, I don't think they've officially said no, but they're just kind of like batting it around. Gotcha. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they leaked the story and waited to see what nerddom thought before oh, they committed yeah. to anything. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty on par with Hollywood. Um, I would prefer not a sequel. So, here's a thing that happened to me the other day. I just remembered it, and I want to like I want I just want to kind of like put it out there that this happened. I got into an argument with someone, a DC versus Marvel argument, which. Most of my friends know, all of my friends know, that once you start that argument with me, you're losing. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I have done my research. Yep. I have a lot of experience in why this is the thing. Yep. And it was hilarious because Andrew was there. So it was one of Andrew's friends, my mutual friend. I think you've met Roderick. Yes, I have met Roderick. Yes. Um, Actually... Fuck, uh, Kayla might be listening to this. She was in the she's in the room, and yeah. uh, so Kayla and I had a uh, our portion portion of the of the conversation was actually good. Like she she and I like it was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. There was another guy, uh, Palmer. First time I met him, he's a super great guy. I love him. Like like talking to him, he's hilarious, and like I like being around him. Mm-hmm. But when this argument started, it well, first of all, logical fallacies out the wazoo, um, <laughs> which was. On its own, ugh. But he had this belief that popularity equals quality. Oh. And it was something... Oh, also, first of all, so the reason I mentioned... I'm bouncing everywhere. Um, You're when, um, 
when Palmer said DC or Marvel is better than DC, Andrew was like, oh no. <laughs> and I just like, I just sat up and I was waiting for him to like finish whatever he's saying. But Andrew was just like, I was like, stop, stop. He was actually going, stop, stop this. You don't want to start this. And then he said something that was like, DC is like shit. And Andrew was like, I can't save you now. <laughs> like word for word said, I can't save you now. Uh, <laughs> but he had this idea that popularity equals quality. And that was his actual argument. You can't argue with that That's... because if you're looking at popularity, yes, the MCU is more po- – but also he was talking exclusively about the movies. Also, oh. I'm remembering this thing now and I'm getting heated again. So I mentioned – he was like, what are good D- uh, DC movies? I was like, Dark Knight Trilogy? And he was like, okay, ignoring those movies, name – I'm like, okay, so ignore the point that con- contradicts you. Like, ignoring the ba- the good ones, mm-hmm. everything's bad. No shit! And then I went, okay, what about the fan four stick movies? What about X-Men Wolverine? And he's like, okay, ignoring those ones, Marvel's good. It's like, okay, so ignoring my good ones and your bad ones, yes, Marvel's <laughs> going to be better. That is such a bullshit argument. Yeah. And then, like, he was just like, yes, popularity equals quality because why would people go see it? It's like, because of advertising. Holy shit. Like, you're surrounded, and it was hilarious because we're surrounded by film people. Like, Roger, Kayla, and Andrew are all film people. The Hunt? Is an amazing movie. No one's heard of it. Right. Everyone went to see goddamn Thor Ragnar or uh, Thor the Dark World. Yeah. That's a shit movie. <laughs> yeah. The Transformers movies were making $800 million we're a pop bad. for five movies. We're objectively bad. Yeah. And it just, it, like, I couldn't argue because I was just like, and he was like, okay. And so we brought up money. And he said, Mar- uh, Marvel makes so much more movie on- money on their movies than DC does. It's like, first of all, yes, because they put out more quant- or quantity. They put out way more. Of course they're going to make more. Yep. Also, that is one fraction of entertainment industry. As entertainment industry as a whole, DC has a giant hold on the market. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about, you're talking about like, TV shows, animated stuff, fucking destroys Marvel. Yep. Video games. Albeit, uh, uh, barring... Spider-Man PS4, fucking name one Marvel game. <laughs> okay, there's Ultimate Alliance. So we had Ultimate Alliance, yeah. So, like, there's two games. You've got the Arkham series that is just a god of series mm-hmm. for DC. Um, and then it was – and then comics, like, you just – I just have my arguments of, like, of like yeah. my actual statistical You can take any one part that, on that, yeah. Like, they control the fucking market. Yep. Uh, and it's just, like – and then merchandising. Like – DC makes more money merchandising, mm-hmm. even though you see Marvel everywhere else, because Disney can afford to put their things in every store. Yep. So what I'm actually going to do for like the next few months, I'm going to research every industry, every branch of the, the industry. I'm going to go mm-hmm. movies, comics, uh, uh, movies and TV. Sorry, movies and TV, comics, video games, uh, and um, merchandising, and I'm going to see what what it looks like okay because i want to just like pull i, I will have it in my wallet like that will imagine <laughs> how much binder. that will shut people up <laughs> if like they go dc's better or marvel's better than dc and i go and i pull out paper and i pull out graphs <laughs> 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 i will be so prepared for this i will annihilate everyone but it was just it was an argument i couldn't win and then he said like when he mo- the moment i said so you think popularity equals quality? He says yes, and I'm like, okay. Donald Trump, 
<laughs> and he just like, and he, he's black, so he just like got up and left. And it was hilarious because when he got up, Kayla was like, "No, sit down," because your body language is screaming that you know you're losing. Yep. <laughs> and I was just like, it was just. I mean, he came back later, and I was like, "Hey, we good?" Because Kayla and I had finished the conversation. Right. Uh, we conceded. I will always concede something at the end of a debate. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just good practice for yep. having intelligent conversations. Yep. Don't be stuck in your way. Don't be a cunt. Ooh, I don't like saying that word. Don't be a dick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we would probably cut that out, but now I have to go find it. Yeah. Um. Don't be a dick. Concede something at the end of convers at the end of arguments. But yeah, so that happened. Fuck's sake. Yep. Marvel's not better than DC. No. Don't bring that in my face. No. Marvel is good. Marvel? The MCU is better than the DC World's extended. Is that still the thing? <laughs> I don't I don't know. But um, if you look at the entertainment industry, honestly, if you look at media as a whole, like if you look at ratios, like it's hard it's numbers cannot explain explain quality. Right. That's so it's it's going to be kind of hard to go back to the hunt. Yeah. To... I'm going to see if I can find different metrics like box office ratio uh like ratios of everything percentages of everything mm-hmm. what percentage of them had like what's what's the average Metac- metacritic score mm-hmm. stuff like that like metacritic score can't be above like 70 on every marvel movie it's not it's, it's like not above 60. 70 on infinity war yeah like they're not critically great movies but some of them are that's not a, but they're they're fun movies like yeah. and then you look you look at like dark knight that's a critically good movie there are MCU movers that are movies that are higher on Metacritic. Are they really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Dark Knight's only about 81. Okay. Um, I think Endgame is above that. I think Civil War might be above that. Black Panther is comfortably above that. Okay. Well, that's the stuff critics, I'll find out. Critics got a virtue signal. Yeah. And I'm not going to block out the things that argue against me. Mm-hmm. That's how you become an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Wow. We are at 50 minutes. Okay. Sorry for that tangent. All right. I just got really heated. Uh, speaking of DC movies, I actually watched the second half of Wonder Woman on TV between uh-huh. football games. Um, man, that movie is so close to being absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, the Just the very final climactic fight sort of dissolves into some Snyderiness. Yeah. And if it hadn't done that, if it had taken, you know, any sort of twist or punch mm-hmm. in the, like the last 15 minutes it would be absolutely how's this for a twister punch aries explains why he's doing what he does and it turns out that he's not doing out of pure evil it's he is necessity Mm -hmm. and he explains it to wonder woman and goes i mean war is necessity without good without bad there's no good if i'm not here doing what i'm doing where i'm making the bad look extra bad there's just going to be more just mediocrely bad that's going to look be worse Mm mm-hmm and she goes, ah, fuck, you're right. Okay, maybe take it down a notch then. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like, just talk it out, and she understands that Ares out is a good thing. You, like, the god of war is there to balance things. And you can't have all sunshine and rainbows. How'd that be for an ending? Like, a twist kind of end. Like, not twist ending. You'd, have to, you'd have to write your way up to it. Because yeah. a lot of the movies on the trajectory of... Diane has this belief that people would be okay if it weren't for Ares corrupting them. Mm-hmm. And then kind of the big point at the end is, nah, people are just kind of messed up anyway, but you got to have hope and faith in them regardless. Um, 
And so pulling that away with like a, a different twist, yeah. I think would, would undermine what the movie had been trying to do up to that point. Um, That's fair. Yeah. I just, I don't love the whole final boss fight. I, I think either. there's, there's better ways that they could have handled that. Yeah. Um, I don't love the fact that when Ares dies, it does seem like the German soldiers are kind of like, Oh, a veil has been lifted from our eyes. Yeah. Let us hug everyone. Yeah. With brotherly love. It's that goes contrary to the point they were making 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. But, um, no leading up to that, it's, it's exciting and it's heartwarming and it, it is clearly pointing in this direction of breaking her down with, yeah, humans are pretty bad. Yeah. But you got to have hope. You got to have faith and we'll be okay in yeah. the end. And it's, you know, it's, it's got, it's got direction and momentum and good action and da 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 It's none of those, none of the music from the movie actually stands up to the BVS. No, no, it really doesn't. That was just perfect. Yep. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's still, it's still a good superhero movie, but. That one's going to come back whenever we get around to doing our episode on movies that were almost really great. Yeah. That's what I think. That's an episode that's coming up. Oh, good. Is cool. it? I don't know. No, it is. Who fucking cares? I don't know. Moving on. Moving on. Any other news? Nope. Matt. Preston. Last year was a year. It sure was. A lot of shit happened last year. It really did. A lot of, a lot of bad shit. Mostly, we're all pretty certain we were gonna die in a nuclear holocaust or a nuclear fall. Uh, yeah, nuclear holocaust. Yeah. Um, other than that, we had some pretty good movies. It's also some pretty bad ones. Yeah, pretty bad ones. It was an interesting year for movies. It's a, it's a year. It was a year in which movies happened. We did this episode already. We did it last year. Yes, we did. I have not seen many more movies since then. But we're also gonna do a bit more of a comprehensive movies rather than just like what are the big ones that came out, right? So that's typically what we do for that year, yeah. Two, which is also coming up. Oh shit, we gotta plan out because I'm gonna be gone from the 28th to the second. I'm gonna be gone 23rd to the second. So, all right, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll work it out. Um, Matt, what came out during 2018? 2018. Uh, the my traditional box office top 10 without any superhero movies or other franchise movies or animated movies this year it was bohemian rhapsody coming in at number 10 really that was last year yep 2019 went fucking fast dude yep wow yep um did you see bohemian rhapsody nope me neither it won a couple oscars i did I, still haven't watched I it bet. i uh, heard it was a it was pretty much a character assassination on him though there's a lot of things that were done that were iffy yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about either his life or the movie. There was one thing that was kind of done that uh, they moved moments of his life around to make other things seem more impactful. Mm. Uh, so in the movie, right before the Live Aid concert is when he came out to his band members of being gay. Uh, or of having AIDS. Uh-huh. Everyone knew he was gay, but having AIDS. Right. Um, he didn't. They didn't know he had AIDS until like three years after the Live Aid concert. Oh. Um, so they just like, they, they moved points of his life around to make a more emotional impact. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen the movie, so I could be entirely wrong about this. I could have heard, I could have bad sources. Yep. Meaning the internet. That the internet's never wrong, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That was a movie. Yep. Uh, the, the rest of the Oscars were mostly dominated by, by stuff like A Star is Born. That happened. Which for being the. Which is the movie, the, it's the music video of Shallow. Yep. 
that being said, I really like that movie. It's very well done. Um, really hits you right in the feels in a few places. Uh-huh. Um, the uh, the moment where f- she first comes comes out on stage that's in all the trailers. Yeah. Oh, that's a chills moment right there. Hold your breath and chills. Cool. Um, Green Book won Best Picture for yeah. some reason. I think because the Academy wanted to virtue signal a little bit, and it was the safe choice. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a, it's a really satisfying sort of heartwarming watch, but it's a little sappy. Yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen, Viggo Mortensen's great. Mahershala Ali is great. Um, it's got a little bit more interesting stuff to say than you'd expect it does. Okay. Um, it sort of injects, uh, an almost counter imbalance in class and does like an interesting sort of like. Okay, he's black, but he's also very upper class, and this yeah. guy's white, but he's also very lower class, and it it plays those dynamics off each other in kind okay. of an interesting way. Um, so Green Book was the the safe choice. Black Klansman would have been the risky choice. It was my pick for I, what I was expecting to be the best picture. Yeah. Um, this movie is very Spike Lee. It's a uh, kind of all over the place, but it's a lot of fun. Real quick, I had two other Watchmen up twos. I don't. I'm not gonna dwell on them. Okay. Um. Andrew and I watched the first about 15 minutes of the movie Shot Caller, which came out in 2017. Uh, with uh, Nicolaj Coster-Waldo. Nicolaj. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that and John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. He's also in that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not great. Mm. Uh, the script was really bad. It was a lot of tell, don't show. Um, it was a lot of, like, this is important. Oh. This is important. Yeah. Um, the pacing was weird. Uh and apparently the cinematography was garbage, but I don't know how to recognize that yet. Yep. Uh, so we didn't stop. We didn't watch any more of it. Um, that's a that's then, a that's a decision I don't think I could make. I don't think I've. I can't remember the last time I turned off a movie in the middle. When you're when you're watching with Andrew, who's a lot pickier, mm-hmm. it's kind of the I was just going with him. Okay. Uh, I I got him watching Thirteenth. Uh, I don't know what that is. You haven't seen that. It's a, oh god! It's uh, Ava Devernay. Ava Ava Devernay. Dave Devernay. Devernay. Ava Duvernay. Duvernay. Oh, uh, the um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, on Netflix. Fucking amazing documentary. I'd watched it like when it came out, mm-hmm. and I saw it. Andrew was flipping through Netflix, and I saw it. And I was like, "Watch that!" And I watched like the first like 20, 30 minutes of it. Mm-hmm. That's before I had to go work on school projects. But those were things. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Black Klansman. It's um. It's it's very funny movie, but then it's also like you're nervous laughing the whole time because it's just a little too relevant in places. Also, because we're white. Yeah. And it's definitely calling people out, calling white people out for being garbage people. And Well, not all white people. I mean, Adam Driver is like one of the main heroes in that. Good him. No, good, good him. Good him. Good, good him. Him, him good. Right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Favorite, which... I really like Yorgos Lanthimos, and he's probably one of my favorite directors working in Hollywood, although I don't think he really works in Hollywood. He doesn't seem like a studio system kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. It's got Emma Stone and uh, uh, Olivia Vice. Olivia? Rachel. Rachel Vice. Um, yeah. And Olivia Olivia Coleman. That's what I was thinking of. And Olivia Coleman is absolutely fantastic. Um, so I, I really like that one. It's a good period piece. It's... Also, very funny in places, but like kind of nervous, uncomfortable laughing for entirely different reasons. Mostly just because your ghost always makes you uncomfortable. Good. Just the way he does things. The dialogue is always stilted. Uh-huh. And um, like 
his movies feel like comedies, mm-hmm. but there's almost never any jokes. Yeah. It's a really interesting approach. Um you you should try some something by him at some point. Okay. He's uh he did Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer. Gotcha. Yes, that's this right. Guy. Oh, talking about yeah. That. Uh Roma, which I really, 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 really like that movie. Uh-huh. Um it's black and white and in Spanish and does not start a single actor or actress you have ever heard of or I had ever heard of or Andrew has ever heard of. Um, but it is phenomenal. It's sort of, I really love these movies where they, they don't tell a beginning, middle end story. They drop you into a, just some characters lives yeah. and track them along for two hours and then pull back out. And that's exactly what this one does. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, it's a heck of a ride while you're there. Yep. Um, and then can you ever forgive me, which I haven't seen, no. but I really want to with, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Okay. Um, and then if Beale street could talk, which I also haven't seen, but really want to, what? it's, that's a jazz based one, isn't it? Uh, I feel like I've heard a lot about that one. It's a, I think it's, um, a, a guy gets imprisoned for a crime. He doesn't commit and people try to bail him out and, uh, Regina King's in it who you might know as Sister Knight. Oh, hey. Yeah. Okay. Haven't seen it. Really want to. It's on Hulu. I need to get around to it. Oh. Uh, flashback to news. There's another trailer for a movie call- called... I can't remember the guy's name. He's the guy who uh, was uh, convicted of bombing the 1996 Atlanta bombing. Oh, yeah. Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. I'm really excited about that. I want to see that. Yeah. I also really want to see Bombshell. Yeah. Because, boy, is that a thing that the movie will make me feel like shit for being a dude there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> no there's there's a lot of a lot of good and interesting movies coming out this this oscar i season. keep distracting us i'm yep i uh, i remember another i watched enough to that i did a couple weeks ago i watched the first two episodes of the new season of rick and morty oh that's out isn't it yeah are they good um they're not bad they're just kind of all over the place okay. like there's way too much going on yeah and it feels like they're they're rushing past stuff to get to something except nothing has happened. It's very episodic. Mm. So I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, structured episode we're having today. This is great. Okay. So that's, that's mostly like the big kind of Oscar Beatty stuff, except for a couple other things that I'll talk about in a bit. Uh, superhero movies, not counting animated ones. Can you name all six? All six. How many Marvel? How many DC? Uh, five Marvel, one DC. Okay. Uh, Aquaman. Yep. There's your DC. That was, that was your November. Yep. Um, Infinity War. Yep. Um, Captain Marvel. Nope. Was that 2019? That was this spring. Wow. 2019 has gone both very slow and very fast. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. No, that was. Get out of town. Uh, uh <laughs> holy shit. What am I missing? What was right before Infinity War? Not uh, Guardians Two was fucking like sixteen, seventeen. But okay. yeah. oh goodness gracious! This is embarrassing for you. This is really embarrassing. Yep. Not far from home. Nope. Not not uh, not even far. Uh, homecoming, not homecoming. Nope. Uh, why, Preston? Holy mother of God! What the fuck happened? Right before. Are they all like MCU movies? Uh, there are two more MCU movies because there were three total that year and two non MCU. 
Uh, is Logan one of them? Nope. Fuck me, really? That was last year. Oh or my. 2017 last year. I mean. yeah. <laughs> wow, how am I drawing so many blanks? Okay, let me... We let reviewed me... each and every one of these. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we did. I know we did. Um, holy mother of God. You want a hint? No. Uh, fuck. <laughs> this is really bad. This is. What character am I missing? Because not Doctor Strange. Nope. 2016. What the fuck? Do they tie into Infinity War? Yeah. Well, one of them does. One of one of them does. The other one doesn't. And the other one's MCU. Yep. Preston. For the love of God and all that is holy. Give me a hint. <laughs> um, one of them's important because it sets up a major location for Infinity War. Black Panther. Yep. That was twenty. Oh God damn it! I kept dancing around that one because I thought that one was twenty seventeen. The other one came out after Infinity War. Oh, I'm thinking post Endgame. What came out after Infinity War? Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yep. There we go. Uh, and the non MCU one. Two Marvel non MCU, also non animated. Let me specify. MCU and non animated Venom. Yep. And non MCU and. Marvel. Uh, uh, uh. The one that I love the music from, but it's actually kind of a bad movie, Dark Phoenix. Nope. Was that 2019? That was this year. Shit! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was really happy about that. that... It wasn't an X-Men movie because we had Apocalypse like two years ago. Was it X-Men? Is it really X-Men? It's not X-Men. I'm trying to figure Deadpool out how, too. there it is. I was trying to figure <laughs> out how I could phrase it in a way that wouldn't give it away. <laughs> no, <laughs> sort of. That's right. Cause they did show up in there. They're, right. they, yep. They do make a cameo. That's cable. Um, um, oh yeah. That was fucking Josh Brolin's year. Wasn't it? Yeah. He was just all over the place. Uh, do you want to start with Deadpool two then? Start with Deadpool two. All right. Um, Fun as fuck. Uh, yeah. Pretty much on par with the second one, not, or the first one. Not a huge improvement, nothing bad. I would say it was less memorable, but I think I enjoyed it more watching it. Yeah. Um, um, definitely had me uh, almost cry at one point, I think. It's got some actual decent, good emotional feels. Yep. But the, the action ramps up, and the humor's funny. And... Yep. And it's just, it's Deadpool. Uh, yeah. TJ Miller will not be back for the third one, by the way, unless you saw that. Good. He was kind of an annoying side character. Did I say TJ Miller? Who's the writer? Oh. Tim Miller. Tim Miller. Fucking. Other guy. Other T. Miller. Tim Miller will <laughs> Too not many be back of them. as writer. No, okay. Apparently he and uh, Ryan Reynolds butted heads about something bad. Oh. Yeah, apparently they just didn't get along. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. I think I think Disney's going to let him keep rated R, keep kind of the Deadpool we know and love. Yeah. They, they had said that they're willing to go that direction. Yeah. We'll see whether or not they follow through on that. Yeah. Um. Well, what about Venom? What do you think of Venom? Venom was... I mean, we've done reviews on these. If you want to fucking yeah. hear our opinions, just go listen to that. So, real quick, real quick. Uh, real quick. Um, It was kind of fun. Didn't... I don't really need more of it. No. Um, Morbius, on the other hand, that's something I'm excited for. Is it? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, part of you... You kind of got good at bullshitting on that one, so I was like... Part of it was like, really? 
but also I know that you're not looking forward to it. I was just like, really? Uh, so yeah, no, I don't need more Venom. Um, I would like to see that Venom and um, Tom Holland cross paths. Yeah. That'd be fun. The yeah. two Tom H's yeah. come across and bomb wages. Nope. I What? I hate myself so much. As long as they, as long as they fight Loki, so we can get the trifecta of Tom H's. That's right. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, no, that's fine. Yep. Um, all the funny jokes were in the trailer, so it didn't matter. No. no. Uh, Aquaman. Good movie. Yes. First, real like, post Justice League. Oh no, because uh, Wonder Woman was post Justice League. Wonder Woman was pre Justice League. Pre- okay, so first Wonder Woman was the first good DC good movie. movie. Uh, Aquaman was the. I've, I've talked about this before. Uh, Aquaman was the idea. No, uh, this was the theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Did we have, have we had three DC movies? What do you since mean? Since Justice League? Uh, we've had Aquaman and Shazam. Shazam. Okay. So Wonder Woman was the theory. Aquaman was the test. Shazam was the results of just do unconnected movies. Yep. Um, Aquaman was good. Uh, it wasn't perfect. I liked the way that they explained a lot of their comic booky stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's kind of important to me is like, especially if you're something that's fucking Atlantis, mm-hmm. you're like very mythological and underwater. Yeah. How do you explain that stuff? And how do you explain Black Manta's giant ass dumb football head? Yeah. And they did. Yes. And I bought did. it. Yep. Um, but other than that, it was just, you know, a pretty straightforward movie. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's sort of the, the classic big, dumb comic booky superhero action yeah. movie. Just, they spent $300 million on it and it shows. Yep massively overdid the uh things are getting serious oh surprise explosion from the side of screen trope yeah a little bit three times yep. stop that only three <laughs> <laughs> uh all right and then let's talk mcu that year let's let's hit ant-man and the wasp first because that's kind of the least connected yeah uh, it was a lot of fun uh it definitely violates everything about what makes ant-man work in grounded universe yeah a little bit <laughs> um <laughs> it's a fun movie but i kind of always forget it exists yeah and um like even when i remember it exists i don't think about what actually happened in it you know if the pin particles just bring electrons closer to the nucleus how does it get smaller than electrons does it uh, when he's starting going down into the quantum universe or the quantum realm like he's 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 like he's among quarks, which are way smaller than electrons. Science. Who How needs it? How the fuck it? is he smaller than electrons if literally all it is is bringing electrons closer together? I don't think it's actually bringing electrons closer together because well, that's, that's, that's kind of that's, that's kind of nonsense anyway. I think Hank Pym just doesn't know. He stumbled onto some magic and he decided he to, had to explain <laughs> it somehow. Techno babbled his way out of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, make more sense. Yeah. Um. I remember that Ghost was pretty good, but oh, I right. also don't remember her, her being in that movie. Yeah, she and Goliath were pretty cool. Uh, they were pretty good actors, and they had yeah. some emotional moments. They were like yeah. they had real reasons they wanted to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, Black Panther, fucking amazing. I don't remember it. God, I remember so much of it actually. Really? Like it? Well, okay. So first of all, like. Using Warmonger to... Killmonger. Killmonger. Or Killmonger. Uh, <laughs> I'm not talking to Amir. Um, <laughs> what a niche joke. <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> uh, 
they use kill using Killmonger too. It's a really interesting uh, ex- showing that dichotomy between an African rich country mm-hmm. compared to a black kid that comes from America, mm-hmm. and how they would react, or how they how they use the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting, especially like right as Killmonger's dying, he's like, "Fucking don't bury me here." throw me in the oceans where my ancestors were like died and were thrown in the oceans. Yeah. Like, this is my history. Mm-hmm. My history is different from your history. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. And it's really fucking heartfelt. It's I'm effective. white as shit. And that like broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember all the different cultures, like how they, how they combined each, each here or each uh, character, main character, black Panther, uh, uh, so T'Challa, uh, Killmonger and um, Claw all had kind of their own soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Killmonger was like, uh, what was that? He was sort of hip-hop almost. Was, it he, was he the hip-hop? And yeah. I thought you uh, Claw was like the hip-hop. Claw was sort of electronic-y, but yeah. he was kind of a secondary villain anyway. He gets killed off like the other? There was a 40 third. minutes into it. Because um, T'Challa had all the, all, the, all the African traditional stuff. Yeah, but he also gets just some like traditional orchestral stuff because he's a superhero. Yeah. But it was like those three different culture music that just yeah. like, they blend it together really well. Yeah, and it was so cool. And then like just you'd think a composer who could blend three different cultures together well would actually be able to put together one decent Star Wars TV show soundtrack. But that's right. That's Ludwig's him. dropping the ball. Yeah, but it was that. It was like the the vibrancy of Wakanda in general was really cool. Um, it just. I really liked a lot of it. I liked the science. It's just, it was so cool to me. And then also just the cultural impact of it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Gage's whole story of like walking out and seeing a little black kid looking at the poster and just like awestruck just melts my heart every time I fucking (laughs) think about it. Yeah. But yeah, I really liked it. It was memorable to me. Yeah. Um, I remember being impressed, but not overwhelmed. I think, um, I had some issues just it tries to do too much, I think, was my major complaint coming out of it. That's understandable. Because it's like a two-hour, 40-minute movie, but it has to do world-building for this completely different and fairly comic booky world. Yeah. Uh, it has to have – it brings in two different villains with completely different motivations and backstories and sort of emotional conflicts with the hero. Um, plus tell the whole complete story arc for T'Challa. And I think it just bits off, bites off a little more than it can chew. Mm-hmm. I think this should have been two movies. That's understandable. Um, but it's it, it comes together as a pretty darn good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Cool shit. Yeah. I uh, honestly find it's more memorable for me than Endgame was. I think Endgame was a bit more memorable for me purely because it like it made me cry like nine times, and that's okay. the thing that sticks around with me. Um, Endgame didn't do so much. Infinity War, you mean? Uh, Infinity War didn't do so much. Uh, Infinity War was just everything like, oh god, this is all it. Yep. And it was like a lot like heart pumping. Yeah. Um. I just I have more moments I think in Infinity War that stuck out at me as like whoa. Yeah. And Endgame was just like yeah the yeah. whole time and that's a that's a good experience but yeah. i i think when i go to a movie i'm more about the whoa yeah and um and i don't know. think anyone expected him to fully win at the end did we yeah i don't remember that yeah i don't remember i was i was like he's if it doesn't end with him snapping his fingers i'm giving up on the mcu <laughs> um but uh 
just the 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 opening five minutes on the spaceship is in my opinion peak mcu yeah just it's it's good fighting and there's a little bit of humor but also they do such a good job of making thanos the villain yeah with straight up killing loki the way he's introduced out of focus in the background says more about him as a character than like whole movies that have built up villains yeah um because he's he's like he's just holding thor and we see the wreckage of this entire spaceship and we're like okay this guy means business we don't need to know any more than that it's a yeah and there's just there's a lot of a lot of little moments like that um it's like when he single-handedly beats the living shit out of thor or loki yeah fuck hulk yeah got there eventually yeah it's uh, that's such a great fight because like hulk comes out and you're like yes hulk because loki he gets to do the we have a hulk line yeah which is such a good callback yep. and hulk comes out and he you know he gets the jump on him and he lands a couple of good punches and then you see thanos turn it around and like he's he's got the technique and he actually turns and starts beating hulk yeah and you're like oh okay so this guy beat thor is a more capable fighter than the hulk like yeah. can go toe-to-toe with the strongest avenger yeah uh i'm concerned yeah i'm concerned yep so yep yep, yep. um i yeah i really like infinity war mm-hmm. i know a lot of people complain it's half a movie but it's not it's a full movie it's just thanos's full movie yeah so yep yep uh let's see uh it's kind of a bad year for other franchise movies um we had mm-hmm. maze runner the death cure Pacific Rim Uprising, Fifty Shades Freed, Creed 2, which was supposed to be really good, but then I never heard anything about after it came out, mm-hmm. and I haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. Uh, Bumblebee, which is, you know, supposed okay. to be supposed to be okay. Um, Ocean's 8, which was perfectly fun and fine, but yep, I forget it, ex- it Yep. But I forget it exists. Yeah, I do too. Um, Solo, a Star Wars story, in air quotes. Got anything you want to say about that one? I don't like it. <laughs> I hate its existence. I hate the way it happened. I hate how it's uh, all its ramifications. I hate most of its ramifications on the on the Star Wars lore. <laughs> There's one ramification that I really really like, but it's not an end canon ramification. No, nope. it's a head theory canon. Uh, it's a head canon ramification. Ah, uh, you know what? If they're not gonna do it, we gotta write a fan fiction. We are writing a motherfucking comic book. Yes, <laughs> yes. Let's do this. <laughs> Fuck Ross. We're gonna put Ross on hold. We're gonna write this shit. This is quality comics right here. God, literally the only thing that I liked out of that movie was something that's not canon yep (laughs) (laughs) i had fun with it i didn't uh you know what else you didn't have fun with Mm. uh fantastic beasts the crimes against humanity oh fuck that movie (laughs) (laughs) god uh, i think we even talked about in the review that was the first movie you and i both walked out of going that was bad (laughs) yeah we had some movies like justice league where it was like that was hit or miss yeah we kind of had some like bad around like conversation about like you know this was kind of okay and i like this you didn't blah, blah, blah. this is the first one we walked out and like there was no good in here <laughs> this was irredeemable it's just it's a mess none of the characters get any screen time but made look passable by a movie that came out this year yep which we'll get to which we will get oh to. we will and we're gonna be 
fucking sleep deprived for it. Oh man, we're kinda, gonna be we're gonna have to be exhausted and talk about Hellboy. I kind of want to rewatch it that day just to. Can we get super drunk for it? Can we like do a thing? <laughs> no, like I'm actually kind of serious about this. Let's like do our sleep deprived. Like go here. Like get here at like three in the morning and do uh-huh. like the first thing. Record all of our stuff. And then go get super drunk and come back and record and talk about Hellboy <laughs> and then, like spend the night here. <laughs> Can we do that? I hate that idea. Let's do it. <laughs> we can do like a drinking game for Hellboy while we're watching. Uh, every time there's a badly written line, just chugging straight from a bottle of vodka. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and no, the bane, please. <laughs> I'm like in the middle of a drink and there's another one. Like you. You're, like, so far behind on drinks, even though you're just perpetually drinking and pouring it down your gullet. Yep. It's a bad movie. It's so bad. Anyway, we'll figure that anyway. out. Anyway. Uh, there were two good franchise movies this year, though. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Was a pretty good movie. A lot of people don't like it. We both thoroughly enjoyed it. Did I? I seem to remember you thoroughly enjoying it. I think I thought it was pretty good. I didn't like you said it. Was, you said it was better than Incredibles 2. Well, Incredibles 2 had some issues with it That's that, true. I, that I yeah. saw. Um, Fallen, er, Fallen Kingdom just felt like another Lost World. And it didn't feel like it was much much new to me, except for like the very end, which was a different ending. Mm-hmm. That everything's mm-hmm. free now. Yep. Uh, it, it, I mean, as far as I remember, I don't remember anything from it. It's not memorable to me. Okay. But like, I did watch it twice, which makes a difference. Yeah. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with it. I It's a very big, dumb movie. But it does a lot of things right that a Jurassic movie needs to hit. Also, you can literally take any of my opinion on anything with a grain of salt mm-hmm. uh, at any given point. Because, I mean, flashback to Far From Home. Yep. Where my opinion from minute one to minute 30 was, <laughs> oh, so different. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The only, like, movies you can take my uh, my opinion as, like, my solid opinion are, like, The Hunt, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, uh fucking lord of the rings yep. <laughs> ones that i consistently love and high praise yep everything else is just kind of like in this limbo of like it's, it's a, a movie that i watched yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and then mission impossible fallout came out oh, this year my god such a good movie dude i can see the wet spot on your pants go, shut up go clean yourself that was up. there when we started talking about um no that's i think this is the best movie of the year for me Okay. Was it? Uh, no. But okay. Um, I seem to be forgetting things. Yep. Uh, I haven't hit everything yet. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, yeah that, that one... was a really weird like moment of me trying to buy time and also thinking, and you were trying to plug something <laughs> in, and it was just that was awkward. Yeah, my laptop's knows? chewing through battery right now. So bad at podcasting. This is episode 110. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're we're the worst at this. We're worst. Uh, yeah. That's a. That's a really good movie that I forgot existed until I was putting together this yeah. list. Yeah. Um, just it's it's gorgeous and the action is great and the score is really good and, the and Halo oh jump my scene. gosh the Halo jump scene. I literally shat myself during that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, and Henry Cavill and his and Henry Cavill's that sexy man. face facial hair and Henry Cavill loading his arms oh my god that was just <laughs> i wish those impacts were in the movie yeah that's the one thing that i didn't like about the movie is that like wasn't yep. in his hands i 
I do remember having some issues with the way it pulled punches in a couple of places that should have let them land. Yeah. Um, they were going for this is the darker Mission Impossible movie where the stakes are higher and um, it's we're going to go into some moral gray areas and they didn't quite go far enough. Um, yeah. In particular, the scene where they raid the convoy to rescue the, the one guy with the, the face where it looks like all his features are kind of just like squished into the center. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> They do. <laughs> that's I don't know his name, but he's been in. A, yep. He's been in a fair few things, and that's like that's the way I see him. Is like everything is just kind of squished into a little yep. point in the center of space. <laughs> yep. It's the it's the uh, it's the kid that isn't great at drawing. He's good at drawing the face, but is bad at proportioning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, the the scene where they're gonna break him out of the convoy. Um. And so Tom Cruise is gonna go in and work with these kind of sketchy French guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do sort of a, a I don't want to call it a dream sequence, like a like a hypothetical sequence, oh, where yeah. they go in and just have to mow these people down, and he has to kill an innocent policeman. Yeah, that is a great scene. And then they say, nope, that didn't happen. Yeah, and that's a that's a stupid like. If you'd let that one moment land, that would have been a much better movie. Yeah, that would have been probably my number one movie of the year if you just done that. Because honestly, that would be a really if they if they were gonna do what we kind of thought they were gonna do, where Henry Cavill is is like gonna take his place mm-hmm. as that. Um, that could be the moment that breaks him. Yeah, and he's like, I'm fucking done. I had to kill an innocent police officer. Fuck this. Yep. You, hey CIA guy, you're doing it now. Yep. Or make it a little more interesting. Go with our our like sort of um fan wish list and that's the point where he's like okay i've crossed this line and he just keeps going a little farther and a little farther and he becomes a villain he becomes the villain yep that that would have been good so rogue this time <laughs> that he's now actually the villain oh, time to go to sleep uh no i um i i think they could have honestly just done the same movie just make that scene the actual scene yeah and i would have been okay with it yep although that meant we wouldn't have got the motorcycle chase they could have rewritten it. Yeah. They would have worked that motorcycle chase in yeah. anyway. Yeah. They kind of just write write those movies around the stunts. Yeah. They really do. Yep. Um, kind of a bad year for animated movies, too. We had The Grinch. Mm. Ralph Breaks the Internet, which I mm. didn't see. Um, Hotel Transylvania 3, which... There's a third one? Yeah. There's and, a second one? Yep. <laughs> and the I, I hate the trailer for that one because it explains the entire plot, and it's a bad plot. Um... <laughs> Smallfoot, which I only remember because of Common trying to read the teleprompter. Oh, poor Common. <laughs> wow, that was just... You remember those ads? That was a year of hilarity of just uh, that all the time. They're doing the, the Stars for Hope ad campaign or something where you, you donate some money, and it's um, Channing Tatum and Zendaya and Common... And they've all got like this little prepared thing that they're supposed to read. And you know, Channing Tatum and Zendaya, they they get it out fine and they seem like they sort of care about what they're doing. And Common yeah. just reads the teleprompter. Like you can see you his can see eyes his eyes following. scanning. It's yeah. so uh And he's just like dead inside. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh we did get Incredibles too. Yep. Which is a good sequel with issues. Yep. Um and we also got into the Spider Verse. I remember what my favorite movie of the year was. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going to have to go change your pants again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's my eighth pair of pants. I yep. only have four pairs of pants. <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, uh, it's such a good movie. Uh, it's the only movie I will ever call a comic book movie now. Okay. Um, I mean, we've talked about this when we yeah. read it. That 
It just makes me feel like I'm reading a comic book, and I fucking love it. Yeah. And it made me cry three times. It is. It is. John Mulaney, a pig Spider-Man, made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful movie on just about every level. What a movie! Absolutely incredible. Um. That's incredible. <laughs> ah, moving on. Moving on. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Um, Crazy Rich Asians, Mary that Poppins happened. Returns, that happened. The Halloween remake, which we still haven't gotten around to seeing. That happened. Uh, The Meg. Any words for The Meg? Maybe an F word or two? Can't even muster up the effort. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of other personal reasons that I also... Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, (laughs) Ready Player One, which is fun, I guess. I don't know. I remember not hating it when I, I watched it. How we've just gotten to a point where, like, we don't like just outwardly shitting on movies. We like the gray. We dwell in the gray area on a lot of things. Yeah. So, like, we just we have a positive word about things. It's usually like fun or fine. It's all right. It's a thing. It's it's legitimately not a bad movie. It's just kind of there. Yeah. Like, it's it's inoffensively straightforward. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. Yeah. Um, Widows, which I also completely forget exists, which would have been great if it were a six-hour miniseries and not a two-and-a-half-hour movie, uh-huh. which is kind of funny because it's adapted from a six-hour miniseries. Ooh, so. awkward. Yikes. Uh, The Old Man and the Gun, which is notable because it's Robert Redford's Sayonara performance. Oh, that's right. Uh, decent movie wrapped around a lot of just rubbing 87 year old robert redford off yep um great glad i heard that sentence yep (laughs) uh annihilation which was interesting and i just bought the book for it on friday um i'm very interested to read it it was it was not quite what i think it needed to be to be as interesting as it wanted to be yeah that's the best way i can put that cool uh tag which was a great movie dressed up as an average movie yeah turned out to just be you know pretty good uh the cloverfield paradox which was a netflix disaster Uh um hold the dark which was a netflix disaster yeah uh the titan which was a netflix disaster listen i kind of liked it uh bird box which was a netflix disaster (laughs) i'm noticing a trend (laughs) it was a kind of a weak year for netflix originals except for roma which was one of the best of the year yeah um so it it was kind of a hit or miss year you know what else came out that year? What? Right? Daredevil 3? Nope. Was that this year? Maybe. I don't remember. I, I'm just now thinking about Dex, and it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're gonna have to do at some point like an, a menu retrospective. Yeah. Now that it looks like they're actually not doing done, Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about Jessica Jones 3 a lot. And yeah. that's a really good season of TV. Yeah. Um, Wait, three? Yeah. First one was Kilgrave. Two was her mom. Two was her mom. Three was... The serial killer, dude. Oh, that's right. Oh, I kind of blended the two, the two and three. That's right. Three was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was another good Netflix original um apostle which was another pretty good netflix original that, that one's 
Wow, that is really hilarious. Today I watched you know those like script to screen videos. Mm-hmm. I watched one of those for Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, it was the one where like it started with like him like trying to shoot the rope when he was like hanging. Oh yeah. And then the horse ran off and like he's like <laughs> shot like had like three or four. That was pretty funny. <laughs> is it like a, is it a funny movie? Yeah. Well, it's it's Coen Brothers, so it's it's dark and funny and occasionally more just dark. Okay. Um, it's a it's six completely unrelated stories oh, sort of right. it's like that's a right. it's that's almost right. like a collection of short films yeah because you you broke those up among three different episodes yes yes yeah, i did I remember that. um that's why i heard so much about it because i fucking heard about it for three straight weeks. yeah i got to explain <laughs> it in excruciating detail yeah uh it's no it's it's enjoyable um if you're gonna try to get into the coen brothers don't start with that one it's it's not a must watch if you're gonna go get into their oeuvre yeah um Speaking of Netflix movies, Mute, which I really liked and no one else did. Um, it's the sci-fi one about a mute guy. Cool. Played by Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yeah. Um, we got the Sicario sequel, which was... It, it was really close to being really good. And then it had one of the main characters survive being shot in the head near the end. And had several of the main characters do things that were completely out of character uh-huh. near the end. Uh, and it took it from a great movie to a pretty average one. Did Kingsman 2 come out this year? Nope. Is that 17? Yep. Ah. I don't remember our last episodes, <laughs> obviously. Nope. Uh, the Witch in the Window, which I really like. It's a super low-budget horror movie. That's... The Wind in the Witch-o? Right. Um, it's almost entirely not scary, but it's reasonably emotional and pretty well put together Mm -hmm. um american animals that's that interesting one that blends like actual sort of heist movie with documentary Uh from the real life story it's based on so they'll like cut back from a scene and have the actual real life people that lived in that scene talk about what was happening it's a very interesting movie so weird to be talking about movies that we have talked about in the on the episodes i remember this stuff Mm mm-hmm odd yeah i uh i really like that one i think i think you should check that one out okay. for sure at some point because it's for one thing it's a good movie and for another thing it's a very interesting mm-hmm. like just the way they do it cool. um leave no trace which i really like uh it's the one about a dad and his daughter um ben foster and thomas and mckenzie they go camping and live by the uh live by the scout rule leave no trace yeah pretty much really well, they're they're camping in a park in or near Portland, Oregon, and just like living off the grid. Oh. And trying not to get caught. Oh. Um, oh, all right. And it's uh, it's a, it's it's a very different kind of movie. It's a it's a coming of age story, but it's got a lot more things to say than just a typical coming of age story. Because mm-hmm. um, there's like some some things going on with the dad's character that get revealed. Very much in duck fighting ways. Um, cool. Meaning for people who are just listening to this as their first episode, which I don't know if there are any of you, but you know, just for the just for the thing, it's they they show don't tell, they explain things, they let you. The, the dialogue is dialogue that would happen among characters that already know the context. Yeah, and they don't explain things that they don't need explained. The root of the duck fighting is fuck we got us. Yep. Which also needs explaining, but we're not going to explain anymore. Too bad. Uh, and then the last one I want to talk about, A Quiet Place. <gasps> Yay. 
I have my top five now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such a good movie. Uh, uh, it, it just does horror well. It Yep. It's it's kind of the, the perfect example of a horror movie. Uh, it's, um, well, of one breed of horror movie. Yeah. But it... it creates and sustains tension like no other uh-huh. but it also tells just like a great family story it's got that sort of emotional undercurrent that drives yeah. it um and it all builds to just an absolutely incredible climax yeah like i i get sort of this giddy excited feeling at like the really good climaxes of movies and i had that a little bit during the trench run watching mm-hmm. new hope earlier today but nothing has beat the the giddy excited feeling at the last shot yep. of a quiet place. Oh, like Fucking that's like excited tears. Emily Blunt. <sighs> Crunt is a great couple. Oh yeah. I love Crunt so much. That is yeah. Fantastic movie. Yep. Um no, that's Fantastic Beasts. Right. Or maybe Fantastic Four? Maybe because people keep trying no, that's to That's Fantastic. Well people try keep trying to cast Crunt as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Oh, that's right. No, not do, Mr. Yeah. And, yeah, Mr. No, I don't know. Also, you totally just flipped off me, flipped me off. No. You like it's these two fingers. No, you definitely did this. No. You definitely I really did didn't. this. You definitely did this. This is great for podcasts. Oh! 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 How dare you? Anyway. Anyway, um yeah, I don't know any, uh, any overarching thoughts on 2018 as a movie year. Some great ones, some really not so great ones, some right in the middle ones, yep. some interesting ones, some ones I didn't see. Mostly the last one, yep. but, you know. <laughs> I think, I, I think as we've been going through the 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 whole decade, and we'll get to this more in our um, our decade retrospective episode. Yep. Um, it's the the back half of the decade has been one where sort of independent and independent type movies have been getting more footing i think just because they have more outlets yeah so stuff like roma can get made and released on netflix and that's a it's a movie that can get a lot of attention and appreciation Mm -hmm. just because it's easily able to get to its target market yep um and so we get stuff like uh, roma and the favorite and leave no trace and all these good interesting movies that get enough of a foothold that you can you can throw enough money at talent to keep that stuff coming. And even that is like shown in like stuff like I mean I think it's that's just going along with the entire industry of becoming more popular. Mm-hmm. Like you you have the big the big blockbuster ones that are just fucking everyone in the world sees them. Mm-hmm. Um which is not the case. But then you have stuff that's like middle ground popularity like mm-hmm. quiet place that gets a lot right um also that one was that was a uh, word of mouth yeah yeah ironically um, I, I watched the trailer and i was like you know if that's good i'll see it and then people said it was good and so i saw it yep i was excited from it for it because i just love Tr- john krasinski as a person yeah i hate the office but my god did it shit out one of the best people yeah see i i <laughs> Like, I was aware of who he was, but I don't think I'd seen him in anything before A Quiet uh-huh. Place. Because I hadn't started The Office at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hmm. no, it's good year. I got my top five if you got yours. I think I do. All right, your top five. Uh, so, right off the top, Spider-Man. Far from, uh, not Far From Home. Nope, and definitely the not. Uh, fantastic fucking movie. Uh, Quiet Place. Okay. Um, the, the Fallout. Yep. 
Uh, I'm gonna say Black Panther and okay. uh, Infinity War. Okay, that's a good top five. Uh, I'm gonna do A Quiet Place at number one, Roma at number two, Infinity War at number three, Favorite at number four, and Spider Verse at number five. You're not putting Fallout out there? No. Um, oh, that's right. You said because yeah. I'm finding on these thinking back about the year ones, it's a lot more of what sticks out as memorable, yeah. and a lot less of what I just came out of really liking. How are the decade one because boy we spent an hour and 45 minutes on i i have i have some thoughts that we'll okay. we'll discuss once we we're, like once go we're back and like a, a like make note of all of our top fives from the um loosely no we should I, have done in hindsight what's that this entire year uh is we do we, we should have gone with our top five and then one we want to see before the end of the year uh that would have been, been smart and we can, we could have all seen, we could have seen all those, and we could talk about, and we just have a little bit more on our belt for the yeah. final. Yeah. Too late for that though, because we got a little over a month to. Well, we do have Christmas break before then, so oh, we might true. be able to actually get some time to sit down and watch some movies. Yeah. So, we can. Yeah, we'll figure out one one movie from each year that we'll. Yeah, we'll watch. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that out off air. Yeah. That'll well, be... let's let's post our lists on Facebook and Twitter. Okay. And Gmail. And G- if Gmail. you email us, we'll send you our list. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, uh, think that's all the things I'm supposed to say. Do we know what we're talking about next week? I haven't said shall yet. Oh. I just did. We shall. Oh. Thanks, yeah. everyone, for listening to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and Podbean and Spotify. Uh, we're on Facebook, where we are going to remember to post our lists of one movie from each year, from 2010 to 2019, we, that we want to watch. Yes, we're going to do it. It's going to happen. We're also on Twitter, where we'll probably just post those same lists. We're on Instagram, where we're not going to post those lists. That's also we're going to update on our comic book thing. Right. Yes. Uh, We'll keep up with that. Uh, We have a Gmail, justiceloserspod at gmail.com. If you have any recommendations for those movies you want us to watch from every year, uh, you should probably hit us up there probably sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, Although we might revise our lists if we get really good suggestions. Uh, do we know what we're talking about next week? Uh, next week we were going to be doing, so this was supposed to be last week, but last week was a backup. Uh, our, we need to reevaluate our whole thing. Yeah. I think next week we're going to do Lord of the Rings books. Okay. Uh, we're going to finally fucking get that shit out, shit out there. Uh, I'm going to have to prep. Yep. You got work to do. That's actually not going to be too bad because I read the books recently. Yeah. Um, I just Are need to find a list of different books. right now? Yeah, it, all the screws have fallen out except one. That is hilarious. I need to get a new set of screws, but it's like it's like 50 bucks for a set of little computer screws. Really? The the one I found. Talk to Andrew. I will. Andrew might hit you up. Hook you up. Yep. Anyway. Andrew might hook up with me? I mean, if you, if you ask nicely enough. Or angrily enough. Mm-hmm, it's true. Both might work. I can be a very intimidating person. Yeah. Okay. Get into that. Anyway. Anyway. uh, That's all I'm supposed to say. So uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.